0: Welcome back to Lifelanes, the brotherly guide. We are your hosts, Justin and Don Mazza. Our guest today is none other than the lovely Caroline Duksta. Caroline is a new friend I've made while living in Burlington, but in the short time I've known her, I can already tell what an amazing and wonderful person she is. Caroline is currently in medical school at the University of Vermont, where she is studying to be an ophthalmologist. We break down the different subspecialties and how to pick one, and also dig into the weeds about insurance companies. In addition to medical school, she's an active member of the United States Army, and she'll be telling us how those two lives intersect. So without further ado, here's our weekly guest, Caroline Duksta. All right, Caroline, Caroline, how's it going?
1: Good, good. The countdown made it feel like it was like, Happy New Year.
0: Right? We should, you know, Dean was giving us some, some musical features in our earlier episodes, but he's been lacking on the special features recently. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's I want great. I rap that's horn. Great. I don't do. Uh... Oh, yeah, I have a horn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of like Jersey Shore or something with that God, horn. God,
1: I love rap uh, well,
0: horn. Caroline, thanks for being on the podcast. We Thank really appreciate
1: having... it. Oh my gosh! Um,
0: have you done a podcast before?
1: I've never done a podcast. I've actually been talking about how I wanted to start a podcast for years, and I've just never nice. really done it. Um, so I really admire you guys, and I'm really happy to be here. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we're kind of pioneers. <laughs> um, what would your podcast be about?
1: Oh, God, it would have to be like Girl Talk or something. I think I would call it like the older sister that you never wanted. and mm-hmm. But that's like really clunky for a title. Yeah, um, it's a good just, work
0: in progress so for sure yeah we
1: write to edit yeah um i
0: like i like the idea of that i wanted to originally make this shower thoughts just because oh, we yeah. were like oh like you have like these crazy ideas in the shower um but that was already taken and i was like damn that was a great idea for a podcast um well that's great are you excited are you nervous to be on here
1: a little nervous um but definitely really excited I like love talking. I could talk wallpaper off a wall. So I'm wonderful.
0: Well, Justin and I are both Italian. So we come from big talking families where you have to yell at the person sitting right next to you at a dinner table. But you know, that's what makes it really nice.
1: Yeah, my mom claims that she's Italian. And I saw her last time and I was like, I dare you to get like a 23 and me because, like, I I call bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can swear. My bad.
0: <laughs> no, no, you can curse. You know, we, we just oh, we don't yeah. talk about pot on the show. I don't know why that's a thing, but, you know, we just don't talk about pot. You know, we try to keep it PG as much as possible. But, um, yeah, I've never, I did the 23 Me, but apparently I only did the genetic portion where I got my genome sequenced, which is less useful than finding out my ancestry. I thought it came as a package, um, because you know we're we're supposed to be like fifty Italian, and then a couple of you know, I, I was always taught forty Russian. I don't know how accurate that is. We've got some Lithuanian in us, really, just really? Russian
2: Jews, just Eastern Europe, yeah,
0: yeah, Eastern Europe. You know, you can tell by the eyebrows. <laughs> um, well,
2: um, who is that? Is awesome. that me? This is us. I, I was seeing some some old pictures. I don't know how good Lindsay's camera is here, but here's us with Santa. Um, speaking of Harry, right her, here. here's a nice old karate the famous karate picture. That's a good one. That yeah, like
0: blue uh, blue like you know, whatever felt yeah. That everybody <laughs> would take pictures. So. <laughs> I have
1: to show you guys this. My uncle just developed some really old film. Yeah, this is my brother and I. When oh. On.
0: How like, much older
1: is he? He's like seven years older than me. Sorry. I That's a great Work, But I have bangs. They're adorable. <laughs> like, come on now. Did
0: they were you, in. did you, Um, I assume you took like class pictures, you know, when you were in elementary school?
1: Unfortunately, yes.
0: Did you guys like go somewhere for like professional pictures or did you, how I remember we all went to like Macy's. That was like the thing.
1: No, they did like the school pictures at school, and then senior year, you went to like the fancy place and did your whole photo shoot, which those were um, fire for me. But f- f- fancy, yeah. didn't
2: dumb? Didn't a photographer? I don't know if it was me or you. Told us not to smile or something, or told us smile less. Am I remembering this right? <laughs> something <laughs> about like it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I don't what it was, I think, because we when we smile as kids, I think I have a picture of it. You couldn't see our eyes. We would, you know. Yeah, we were we them. were big squinters. We're still squinters, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this no is. God, I don't know if, my bad. eyes are so squinted in this picture. You just look like a savage. In this watch
0: one. it, watch it,
2: <laughs> savage, savage.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a whole box of old pictures that I brought up here, and then I just brought them
2: home. But you know, they're good to hang on to, right? All of these pictures. I just think it's crazy that like this is a thing right tangible pictures from our parents and I will I don't I think we have like six tangible pictures and Dom probably half of them are from you printing them out and putting them in a yeah. picture frame and yeah. like we're just not going to have you know it, everything's just digital like as we just get to, but Polaroids are in again you know it's like the old school yeah, way. Polaroids are hot they yeah. are hot I fucking love Polaroids <laughs> everyone
0: does yeah and they always come out like amazing you know, it's like just one picture and then you get it, you know, you get one shot. give it the old shake and you're like, damn, that is nice. Like, well, let, let's jump into it. You know, we, we warmed up a little bit. You know, the, the oven's been preheating for a while. Let's just throw this turkey in. So, Caroline, I met you, I don't know, maybe like three months ago. I don't even know. Maybe it was longer than that. I have no idea.
1: Over the summer. I th- yeah maybe no. over the
0: summer sporadically i, I know go- you came to a game
1: i came to i think i started coming it, it, it was autumn it was in the fall i started coming to edwin's games Autumn.
2: i've never really autumn, called autumn. it autumn yeah wow we both <laughs> mean now both are
1: that weird <laughs> <Autumn> <laughs>
2: sounds, <laughs> it's, it, it sounds so much more regal i like it actually autumn do you say Callan? do you say supper or do you say no dinner?
1: Dinner. i say i say dinner yeah or food
2: we're still so cool <laughs> or just food, or food. That's, that's not bullshit <laughs> let's
0: get straight to the point well caroline i met you because i play soccer with edwin who uh you live with and i know he's lurking around there somewhere yeah, um yeah. and then you guys moved into the apartments for a nice store which makes I it really I can easy see you
1: from my window Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's oh, nice. You're, you're
2: one of those people who live in the complex, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're like the next building over. It's great. Well, hopefully we see you um, this
2: weekend.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that would be great. We're we're probably gonna go to BB Co on Saturday. Are you a big BB Co fan?
1: I love BB Co. Their new location is fantastic. And like the
0: one, uh, the food is good. on Pine Street or whatever. Yeah.
1: They had an old location. It was like in South Burlington, almost like, do you know where um, Goodwater is?
0: Um. Like
1: near, like kind of where the Walmart is, but like behind it, kind of like in that weird like road. It's the like Walmart? somewhere in like, in, in almost Williston? near Williston. Yeah. Oh. It's like it's in this far. weird, like no, ma- no man's land. It was like a garage basically. And now they have this <laughs> huge location, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, so nice. I love it there. Yeah, Caroline mm-hmm. Justin is a long time Burlington. I don't know if your county oh. status, but you're getting there. Uh <laughs> you you've paid your dues, but I think you know, you, for a good reason. You're not just lurking around there.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Oh my god. Me and Edwin played pool whatever like two weeks ago. At... Oh my god, I heard did, this story. Did you hear about this freaking girl? <laughs> I haven't heard about Christelle.
1: Yeah, she Justin, had her ten like, boyfriends there.
0: Yeah this girl was like the classic example of white trash and you know the board is there where you write your name of who's playing next right yeah yeah yeah. for pool and it got like all scrambled and it wasn't really like clear so like one half of the board was like all erased and then the other half of the board it was like ben who was one of the guys that we were with as well and then me I right, so, so yeah. uh, you know, me and Ben are about to play this girl who's been winning, you know, and her, and her her partner, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I don't want to play." So I was like, "All right." So then we bring on two more of our friends, mm-hmm. and then this white trash girl who just comes out of nowhere. She's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, I'm up next. Who's playing? I'm up next." And we're just like, "Well, we didn't see any names, so we just went to the top of the list." She's like, "No, there's my name," and she's just pointing to like a blank space on the board. She's like there's my name right there, and we were just like, okay, whatever. Do you want to play?
2: Yeah, you can
0: play. She's like, yes, yeah. She was, she was a hua. Yeah, but, you know it's it's fine. We wound up losing to her, but she played with this dude who was really good. It was a good game, though. It, I think it was well, me I heard and Edwin, she actually.
1: wasn't even present for like half of the, yeah, she, the she game.
0: She yeah, was out she making
1: out with her other boyfriends while her other boyfriend was playing her pool for her.
0: You know that—that's just what she more rolled. Power with, to her. More,
1: power more power to her. More power you know? to her.
0: Yeah, wasn't very friendly, but um, so yeah, she, she's I, definitely a townie right there.
2: Yeah, that's, that's like really maybe my, my, my question. Maybe I'm jumping ahead, Dom. But like, what brought you to Burlington to begin with?
1: Yes, uh, um, I came here in 2015 for undergrad. I um, I studied neuroscience at UVM, and then I never left.
2: Wow, 2015, and here you are a decade okay. later. I think that's nine, ten years. Come on.
1: Yeah, it's been a decade. Like you know, when I leave, I've i have spent eleven years here. Like all of my adult life in Burlington. I lived in Waterbury for a little while, like a year and a half, and like, but other than that, Burlington, South Burlington.
2: Where Where are you from originally? Rhode Island. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So New England girl, but um. You know, and, you know, there are worse places to be for a decade, for sure. Um, I was almost like, I like should really knock on some wood saying this. Like I was almost a little bummed to be here for four more years when I found out I was staying because I was like, man, I was really excited to go somewhere else. Like learn a new place. I was going to be in Biddeford, Maine, which is near Portland. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I got in at UVM and I was like, when you get in at UVM, you stay at UVM. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You're already here. You already kinda of established exactly. your roots.
1: It's it's really valuable. I was actually just meeting with a gal today about like med school stuff and she wants to go to LCOM and I was like, Yeah, it's nice to have like your roots established already.
0: Yeah. Was it was it the Fembot?
1: No, no, she already <laughs> has herself figured out. Oh my god!
0: Just <laughs> we went to a Halloween party at their place, and someone went as a fembot. This is such a great costume.
1: But Dom goes sexy I... <laughs> Elsa. <laughs>
0: yeah, What's I thought a... she was the girl from
2: Frozen. <laughs> What's a fembot?
1: Like oh, Malleo oh, Towers.
0: Yeah, from Austin oh, Powers. Oh,
2: oh, with the with the whole the boob guns? Yeah, with and the all? boobs with
0: the boob oh, guns. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. yeah. Yeah, I thought she was one of the characters from also. Frozen, and I think she might have took it a little offensively.
1: <laughs> no, she's fine. She's right. fine.
0: Good, good, good. Well, you know, you did your four years at UVM and now you're in med school. Um what specialty are you doing?
1: Um, so right now, just kind of going through like the learning part, I'm hoping to match into ophthalmology someday, though, um, when mm-hmm. that day comes. Um, I'm really in love with the eyes. I spent um, three years like after undergrad working in ophthalmology, and I just love making people see good.
0: <laughs> wow, that's, that's really poetic.
2: But, uh, yeah, I you know, I have a weird question because. My so Dom never like truly specialized. My dad never specialized. And I'm like always curious when I meet a podiatrist or an ophthalmologist, like what made you choose a specialty, if anything, and then why why eyes? Yeah, maybe, maybe you just love people's eyes, but
1: Yeah. Um, super random how I got into ophthalmology. I just wanted experience and they were hiring, right? Like it wasn't like I always knew I wanted to help people see well, but once I got into it, I was like, wow, this organ is super complex and like really interesting. And you know, I I really took my vision for granted until I started working there. And I was like, you know, when it's like debilitating, literally when you can't see well. So um, that's, that's something that I really enjoyed about it. But you know, I've worked, um, I've done some like shadowing in urgent care, a lot of it. And man, I love it too. So like primary care is so tempting, because it's like, you know, I love a whodunit. Like I love when someone comes in, they're like shortness of breath and you're like, you got to figure out what's going on. And that's really fun. Um, and I think ophthalmology has a lot of that too. Like you're basically a primary care doctor for the eye, um, which is fun. So you see people long-term for things. You also get to do like acute care. You get to do some surgery. It's just a really good blend. Um, and that's why I really love it.
0: Yeah, that is a good way to phrase it. it. is It's a good blend, right? You know, you have these follow-up appointments, but then you do get to get your hands dirty a little bit and do some procedures. Yeah. Um, We had a, or not our grandma, but our cousin's grandma. She went in for cataract surgery, I believe, and uh-huh. one of the instruments had pseudomonas on it, mm-hmm. and she wound up losing her
2: eye. What? Oh,
1: my God, that's devastating. We, can we
2: break it down for all the dumb people in the room? What is that?
0: It's she just had the a bacteria. bacteria, but it yeah. was on
1: the
2: instrument, so on
0: the and tool, on like, the instrument. They're yeah, it wasn't to like sterilized
1: and get sterilized. Yeah, but it something must have happened. Oh, that's... well, there
0: was an, another person also getting the same procedure, and they also got pseudomonas and lost their eye. And the hospital got sued out the wazoo. I know Damn. she made a boatload of money, but
2: oh, that's how she oh. made money. Nice, yeah. And that's how she lost her eye. I
0: never knew why she, uh, like, would wear an eye patch or, Uh you know, one of her, one of her, uh, she would wear glasses and one of them was always foggy. And I was like, why is it always foggy? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. (laughs) But I don't know, you know, if you're like 75, like, would you trade an eye for like, you
1: know, $300,000? No, it'd have to be more than $300,000. It would be like, have to be like, a million
0: What do you need two eyes for? I feel like you would, uh, you would act. I don't know. Depth perception. (laughs) What did she do? Is she playing darts?
1: Driving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point.
1: (laughs) And it also depends which eye, right? So like, if it's my left eye, I'm screwed. Like, I'm not going to see any peripheral, like cars coming by. Like, yeah. Anyways.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Leave it to the future ophthalmologist to actually have these good salient points (laughs) to bring up. (laughs) um wh- any other fields that you're looking into
1: um pathologists seem really happy so i would consider pathology um i they
0: seem really happy
1: <laughs> yeah they're like some of the happiest doctors i've met um i think cardio is so fascinating i love the way the heart works but i could never i can't I, c- I couldn't like dedicate my career to that um yeah. and uh, you know like I'm really good at learning about pulmonology, but again, similar with cardiology, I don't think that I would want to like dedicate my life to the lungs. I, Optho has my heart, you know. Like I have like done like my due diligence to like broaden my horizons, but still, it's just like nothing makes me as excited.
0: Yeah, that's cool that you have a you know an area that you want to focus on. Um, I think I did. I told you the story when I went to the ophthalmologist and. Uh, Walked out with my chart. every time Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, you know, you ever been to the eye doctor? Yeah, once or twice. I mean, I got 2015 vision, supposedly. So, ooh, no laser. No, but just they just tell me I have better than perfect vision. So, just
1: the way you, just the way you came. That's awesome. That's
2: our right. our Snellen chart, which is like the chart,
0: right? The Snellen chart's the big one. Yeah. So, yeah. Justin, our Snellen chart uh, is like. What you know, you read right for like twenty twenty vision, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. ours it's not like letters; it's it's either three E M or W. So it's just like this. Oh
1: well, yeah, oh. that's three. because it's like a yeah. it's like a diversity thing. So like, if you have someone who doesn't speak English, you just tell them like, "Tell me which way it's facing." You know,
0: that that was my nobody explained it to me, but that was my thought. I was like, "This is probably for people whose English isn't their first language." Yeah but so,
1: yeah,
0: or like kids i guess oh okay yeah so uh you know you go to the eye doctor and you get your eyes dilated right yeah um and you can't see shit so i always thought that you're supposed to have someone drive you home and they were like no 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 it's fine you can just drive home so i go there i get my eyes dilated you wait whatever like 15 20 minutes and then you leave but they gave me this this manila folder and i thought uh it was just like my after visit summary or whatever, but I was supposed to take that to the front desk when I checked <laughs> out, so I didn't even look at it, and I mean I couldn't really see anyway, so I just walked out with it, and then I got home and I finally looked at the folder and I saw it was like my chart, and I was like, oh shit! So then did it, you read you remember it? Jerry, you remember Jerry Diversa? Remember
2: that yeah, guy? Of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you know we just had to call him and explain it. I don't know how That's he got my good folder friend of the back.
2: Family.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. He was like a mob boss he looked like he was just like that slick
2: back hair how you doing yeah he was good so, Like growing up with uh, a doctor as a dad we seemed to have like family friends we just saw like my dad's kind of like family friends. everyone just knew someone like oh i got a good you know cardiologist and they will just recommend that and- in the biz yeah and that's that's kind of how we are now where actually like one of my best friends his mom is our pcp Mm-hmm. And she's our PCP for ten different like Mazas and uh just go to her for everything, she just refers out and you know, it's just like this big network, which is pretty interesting. Like, that's how I feel just- like I know, is, is that how it is for you guys? Like do you guys creating like a doctor network, or is that with these big organizations? Or is that Ooh,
1: like- that's a good question.
2: Yeah, sorry.
1: Um I think like, I'm not really there yet, so this might be a better question for Dom, but, like, I don't know. I, yeah, with the big, like, conglomerates, like, UVM Medical Center is, like, a huge monster that, like, has taken over all of Vermont and some of New York and New Hampshire, too. Um, what do you think, Dom?
0: I mean, I definitely have my friends that I refer people to, like, especially, like, chiropractors and PTs and stuff like that. And, like, I don't even know what kind of work they do, to be honest. You know, I'm just trying to give them business. You know, hopefully they return the favor. Yeah. I assume they're fine. You know, I don't hear anybody be like, oh, that person sucks. But, yeah. like, at my gym, there's a chiropractor that I'm friendly with. So, you know, we send each other patients back and forth. Um, as far as, like, specialists go, I mean, I'm not, like, on close terms with them. And also, there's not, like, a huge surplus of specialists in the state of Vermont. Like, there's, you know, only so many you know neurologists. so it's you don't really have that much to choose from i mean i have like ones that i prefer to deal with just because some of them are assholes not really neurologists just like you know specialists in general um like i love this guy vermont gastro david schwartz i don't know why it's probably Wait, he because has such I, a
1: good reputation
0: yeah he's great i mean yeah. i spoke to him on the phone and he was just like your charts are great and i was like oh my god thank you <laughs> like,
1: Stop it. i'm blushing
0: <laughs> I was super blushing, and now every time someone's like, "Do you have a gastric Recommend?" I was like, oh, "I gotta go to Schwartz.
2: He's the man.
1: <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's buttering you
2: up."
0: Exactly. That's fine though. He he told me that. Uh, he's like, if you want to order a colonoscopy and an endoscopy, just order them together because the patient will save money. And I was like, "Oh, that's very nice of you." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think I'm only I'm pretty new in my field too. So I think as I just grow more and more comfortable in the area i'll start to continue to develop that relationship especially with you know if it's like with cardiologists and stuff like that i mean i'm not really sending that many patients to it but more of like physical therapists like acupuncturists, mm-hmm. chiropractors you know those
2: i'm sending like a large you know portion of people to. so yeah.
0: good to develop
2: yeah. those relationships dom do you think like in the large conglomerates and think about this from a business perspective like, if you go to your PCP and they refer you out to someone in the larger network, they get a referral fee or some sort of kickback, which is why they're referring? No, you can't do that? Okay. Well, they're shaking your head I pretty I mean, long. I don't know if you can.
1: Pretty frowned it's upon more... if they do. So,
2: th- yeah. so they're just doing it I... just to keep it in this system, like, you know. It's just I like mean...
1: epic, you know, like epic charts. Like, it's easier yeah. to refer with a network of like sure. your, like UVM, but. No, like, I think it's actually against the law to, like, have any type of referral incentives. But, like, you know, at the holidays, you eat your little holiday basket and, like, your box of chocolates at, like, Valentine's Day or whatever, you know? Like, I think it's, like, stuff like that. But I don't think there's any, like, financial, like, percentage cut of, like, a referral. That
0: makes sense. There's co-management,
1: though. Sorry, not to get too nerdy, but, like, you can co-manage a patient where, like, you can divide up, like, percentages of, like, like post-op fees. If it was, like, for example, a cataract patient, like they're two hours away from their surgeon and like instead of coming for their post-op one week and post-op one month like for the two-hour drive they could see their local optometrist and like they could split the fee for that and the optometrist would get like a portion but that's totally different because it's like co-management
2: makes sense yeah pretty interesting all, all outside of my realm so that's helpful
0: caroline do you have any experience with the da vinci tools
1: no, um, but Edwin, like, I mean, he doesn't use them, but he's like, his the doctors at his practice use it all the time.
0: Oh yeah, we should preface that Edwin works at uh, a gyneco- uh, gynecology clinic. And yeah, he's uh,
1: head head in charge.
0: And Justin, do you know what the Da Vinci machine is? It's like That's a, like a it's like robotic-assisted surgery, right? Oh,
2: oh, it's a it's a major company. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's like a brand or like a device or something.
2: No, I know the logistics. There's one, maybe two companies I've been following this a little bit in the public markets that are becoming very popular for robotic-assisted surgeries, and they've kind of taken off since COVID. I don't know like what the surgeries are, but I mean, like that's pretty. Insane to think about. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a game changer because you know you can have like the best cardiothoracic surgeon who maybe lives in Korea, you know, operate on you.
1: Oh, it can be like remote. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, it could be like that. That's the kind of like the the thought behind yeah. it is yeah. to bring it to like remote places and stuff it's like not that. Not like
1: an
2: AI generated. It's yeah, it's yeah. more of a remote field. Blow
0: that up, Dean. What are wow. we looking at?
1: That's so cool. This doesn't
2: say anything about the what you're saying, Dom. It says more of a assistant. But
0: so I think I don't know where I heard that. Maybe I'm just blowing smoke out my ass. But I assume that's where the trend is going. going, For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. One doctor could take over the whole world doing like Da Vinci all day in like a million different countries. That's wild.
0: Yeah. You just don't even have to leave your home. You know, brings a whole new
2: pause Idea your surgeon is with you in the operating room c at the davinci system console the console gives your surgeon control of the instruments he or she uses to perform your surgery dollars want to call you out on fake news so
0: uh-huh. uh we'll come back to this conversation in 10 years and you're gonna be like damn dude can you see the future yeah, i a pioneer 10 years passive from now, income. Yeah, <laughs> passive income indeed <laughs> well let's um stop the nerding out about all this stuff and you know we can go into it more i think justin maybe wanted to ask you an
2: insurance question is that oh, it yeah. well, i just think insurance is a bunch of like bullshit but...
1: <laughs> oh my god i hate insurance it's I The know. worst. It, isn't it
2: amazing that both the patient and the provider both hate the same thing that we're all so relying on in this country i'm not bringing the politics into it but just so i brought my fiance in for blood work this morning she had blood work Scripted from her PCP and a new allergist, different networks, which is kind of why my network conversation was. We oh,
1: yeah.
2: went in. We look at the script. One had the wrong insurance. One had the right insurance because we had to go through this whole process because her insurance, she was on—is it Medicaid? Right, that's Obamacare. Mm-hmm. She was Medicaid, on Medicaid is like yeah, not Obamacare, but that's oh. the state. Medicare is when you're over sixty-five. Insurance. Yeah. Oh. She's not over 65. Right, so
1: she's, medi- she's Medicaid then, yeah.
2: Okay, thank God. All right, so she had Medicaid, and then now she went through a triggering a life event, it's called. So we had to submit for approval So she became a domestic partner of mine. Thank you. Uh, because Congrats. she's not my wife yet. So we had to go through all this, like, paperwork to get her finally on. She mm-hmm. reset my deductible. Not happy about that. But uh, so we had one insurance on one, one insurance to on the other. It was a lot of confusion. She also doesn't like getting blood work drawn. So that was a whole thing on its own.
1: (laughs) Who likes it?
2: Um, I used to be a little bit more squeamish. Now I'm like better at seeing blood leave my body. I think that's like the whole concept when once you realize you're just a a sack of potatoes filled with fluid. But uh, this whole thing happens and I'm just like constantly thinking about the BS, you know, because then we called the provider who put the information in. He goes, I'm seeing one thing on my side you're saying i have a different one so we don't know if he's not admitting to his mistake or if he's actually telling the truth and there's something in you know and it's just like it's amazing that this is all contingent on like she just wants to get simple blood drawn and it's so much of a complication and i'm sure other people because of the frustration then don't follow don't, up don't with you know their health or you know for sure. like for me i um uh, i was talking to her about this too again we come from medical family so you know, when someone's like, you should get an x-ray. We're like, no, we shouldn't because we know if it's broken or not. Like we can kind of tell anything if if you can, you put a splint on it, call it a day. But they would, you know, they charge whatever, $700 out of pocket for an x-ray until you meet your deductible. And it's just amazing how like you're so responsible for so much cost so quickly. And and if you don't use it, you know, it's the whole, it's, it's amazing to me. Like it's such a frustrating process.
1: Yeah, I think people have been like, lost to follow up for a lot less, you know, like, than just like, than an insurance thing. And yeah, it's just frustrating. I have a cynical, my cynical side has a theory that like, you know, since this situation was like, uh, two networks, they're just like, Oh, like, let's just like make it complicated for them, just because they're not in our, they're not like our friend. They're not like, we're not going to scratch their back. That happens around here. Sometimes I don't want to name any names. But like, there's one big hospital that tends to make the little guys in town's mm-hmm. life difficult.
0: I remember listening about that on a podcast where he was saying that and this guy worked for a pharmaceutical company for like a decade or something, but he was saying that you know, most people get their insurance through their jobs, right? And he was saying the average American changes jobs every two and a half years. So what and, and so when they're changing their job, they're gonna change their insurance plan. So every insurance plan is just trying to kick the expenses to that next insurance plan. So that's why, like, they're denying prior Roths. Like, they're denying whatever medications, whatever like that. Because, like, we don't want to pay. They're probably not going to be in our plan in another year. Let the next guy deal with it.
1: But you've been paying like, $2,000 a month for your coverage. So it's like... I know.
0: And you're paying huh? these premiums. And you're what? just like, what the fuck am I paying for? Really? You're for just real. paying to not go bankrupt if you needed to go to the hospital. Yeah.
2: That's the way I look at it. In case you're in an emergency... There's something to cover you. How much you you get
1: fined if you don't have insurance as well? Isn't there like a fine on your taxes if you don't have insurance? In New York,
2: Uh, we found that out. Like, she could have. I thought that that was the case with with Obama. Uh, Well, she at least didn't have insurance while we were like figuring this out. It was just the fact that like there was all this frustration about what's a life qualifying event in order to get her onto my insurance. Mm -hmm. And. Moving in is one, but you have to do it 30 days after we've been living together for years. We found out if your insurance expires, most other insurance providers will accept that as a life altering event and you can change mid-year. Like that was the issue, was that she was going to be uninsured for a few months, which mm-hmm. I'm like so risk adverse. I'm like, how is that possible? And then <laughs> talking how to some talking people, to I'm like, well, that's pretty popular. Pretty crazy. That's why I like to
0: do uh, cash pay things with my patients where I use this um, company called Life Extension, which you can just order a lab kit. And it's like you're just going on Amazon and shopping for whatever labs you want. And even the wow. most comprehensive lab kit that has every test that I would ever want is about $300, which is you know way cheaper than going through insurance.
2: And then they just bring it in, we draw it, and then they get their results uh, mailed to them three weeks later. Is that, Dom, is that similar to, I don't know how familiar you guys are with, like, Mark Cuban's initiative on tackling insurance? Mark Cuban's
0: company that I'm aware of is a medication company where it's similar to one that we use called GoodRx, which is like, uh, for instance, we've a lot of Cialis at my clinic. And, you know, Cialis is like $1,000 a month. So we can get a good RX coupon that will knock it down to like thirty dollars a month. What? And Mark Cuban has a similar company that does the same thing. I don't know how he gets the medication so cheap, but um we we've discussed using his company before, especially because wow. uh steroid inhalers, which are, you know, a common medication and a daily medication could be like two hundred dollars a month. And I was like, That's ridiculous.
1: That's disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's awful. It's you know, like a life-saving medication a too. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's a life-saving medication. It's not that expensive, and it's not make... like this no. like crazy new agent.
1: Right. There's generics of everything now. At this point, there must be.
0: Yeah.
2: Even yeah. though even the generics though are still like know. you know 170 well, yeah. 200 bucks. Lindsay went in the other day. It was 200 dollars for like two medications. No. So you're like an. No, it needs
1: to stop. It's out of control.
2: <laughs> out what? of control. I. Agree.
0: I found this place that does cash pay imaging now too. It's over in Plattsburgh, though, unfortunately. But you can get X-rays for like seventy-five bucks.
1: Oh, period. Which is
0: amazing if you don't like have insurance or whatever, or if you just don't, you know, if you have a ten thousand dollars deductible and you're like, I'm never going to use this. I'm just going to take a trip. You can get like X-rays, CTs, echoes, Dexas,
2: calcium scores. You can get a lot there. It's great. These wow, that's awesome.
1: fantastic. Good to know for next time Edwin has a Jones fracture.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> one more thing just on insurance because, like, I'm, I've, uh, of you don't know me too well, but like, I, I love the business side of things, right? It's just kind of like my nature. And when it comes Fair. to insurance, I made sure to pick the plan I had an HSA <laughs> side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the best, like, that is the craziest tax advantage that people don't talk about enough. How mm-hmm. it's, pre-tax, post-tax, and you can use it whenever you want. Like I can, yeah. I can reimburse, I can like take expenses now and then in 30 years from now, go to my HSA and declare it or whatever, however I want to treat it. And it's pretty impressive like how that is. So it's something like I talked, a lot of my uh, my colleagues that I mentor, like in my, you know, are turning, uh, they're at that age where they get off their parents' insurance and then they're going to be onto ours. And we we, I, we just talked about this last week about just the power of an HSA and like how amazing that can be.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know too much about it, but I do know that it's it kicks ass. So I should probably consider getting one. I just like to think that I'm pretty healthy.
2: Yeah, that's that's the plan, right? So uh, that's the plan until
0: until you're not though.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: That's it. Just doomsday preppers. Did you guys ever watch that show?
1: Oh no, definitely not.
0: <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I love that
1: stuff.
0: Post apocalyptic. Caroline, what were you saying? I just cut you off.
1: Oh, um, I truly don't remember, but it's all good. I was too interested in thinking about Naked and Afraid instead of Doomsday Preppers, though. Great show. My
0: favorite favorite show.
1: God, I'm nice. really
2: into that show. That's also a good. You just one. I've see only see people seen their lowest, Justin. They're most vulnerable. Tough, yeah.
0: But they're like actually survivalists. These people, like when I first was introduced to that show, I thought it was just like Beverly Hills people, just like going getting dropped off in Tanzania. That's what I thought it was too dumb.
2: No, it's like actual like people that know how to do shit. See that's cool. That's like the I I follow a guy on TikTok like that that he just randomly treks Alaska and builds fires and snow forts and
1: so badass.
2: Pretty impressive.
0: If you were on Naked and Afraid, what would be the one area of the world you guys would not want to be in?
1: Like we're talking like obviously Antarctica, right? Like,
0: because you're naked. Right. Let, let's right. talk about, yeah, uh, like continental
1: n- US or like,
2: yeah, be more specific, Thom.
0: How about, um, in between? I'm gonna pull up a map of the world,
1: yeah. I'm also geographically challenged, so
2: oh. Should hang out with Dominic. I'll and pull up the map, come, map of the world. Come for over you. this weekend. We we'll, we nerd out on maps.
1: Oh, perfect. So, let's see, like a map puzzle or something.
2: I have a huge map in my room that's we'll very Good time. Um. All
0: right. So let's say like the furthest you can go is like, like the tip of Brazil or like Australia. Okay, that's the furthest south you can go. Okay. And then the furthest north you can go yeah. is Alaska. Um. Uh... No, Quad, right? Probably
1: like Russia, right? Like that's pretty remote and cold. And would you rather be in the
0: cold? I I was thinking no. more like like tropical. Like
1: I want to be tropical. Get I my tan know. on.
0: Those, Those fucking bugs, lines. though. Those yeah, bugs, though. the animals. <laughs> they true. They just the water, like man. I remember any episode I would watch, people are just getting munched on by bugs the whole time. Nightmare. Yeah, I would say Amazon probably.
1: You would want to be in the... You wouldn't
0: oh, want no, to be yeah, in the that, that would suck, too. You know, when I was in Thailand, I slept at this, like, row farm, and I had this dream that bugs were crawling on me, and I was sleeping. There was, like, a bug net around me, and I wake up, and there's just, like, ants all over me, and there's a huge hole in my net.
1: <laughs> I'm out. I'm on the next plane out of there.
0: I guess Hell it was, no. like... It was fine that it was like ants. Also, I was sleeping at a hostel in Mexico and just woke up with this welt, like probably the size of like this this i you know the iPod case, just like on my head. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Big It's an charger. AirPod case, not an iPod case. Just want to point that out.
1: Ooh. Thanks for keeping it real. Sorry guys, I just have to grab my charger.
0: But you making cookies <laughs> in there? <laughs> yeah, where <No>. you
1: go? <laughs> I, honestly, like I made football? bagels over the weekend. Oh. Bagels.
0: Fire. Yeah. What do you, what you know are... about good bagels? You Rhode out, yeah, girl. You, you
1: guys know.
0: We know good bagels. Um, Well, we can nerd about insurance, you know, as long as we want. Till um, the cows I'd, come home. For till the cows come home. Is that really the saying? Till the cows I thought it was till the crows something.
2: Nope. She's right.
1: I'm always right. Cows
0: don't come home until late. Until the cows come home. Well, we'll transition. So, Caroline, one of the more interesting things that I learned about you was that you were in the United States Army.
1: Is that correct? It is an interesting thing about me. You wouldn't think it. but um,
0: No. You wouldn't. so,
1: So, yeah. So, I am technically in the Army right now. Um and I listened to your podcast where you kind of chatted about it. So I was not in the army before med school. Um but I I was, I signed my contract the last week of like orientation. Um so basically I'm in this program called um HPSP and it's a situation where you get a scholarship, you get a stipend, your school's paid for. Um you stipend to live off of. Um, and then, you know, you have, like, some obligations. You know, last summer, um, I went to a six-week training. Um, I was in Oklahoma for three weeks, and then I was in San Antonio, Texas for three weeks, and it's called, like, basic officer leadership training. It's not basic, and I, like, want to emphasize that because, like, enlisted people actually do basic, and it's really, really hard. Like, I would see them getting smoked all the time. And like, we didn't have that because we're officers. We're all graduated from uh, like college already. And we're all like the people I was with were either vets, med students or dentists.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, so school's paid for. And then once I'm done with a residency, I will owe them like four years as a military doctor. And then I can either choose to stay in or I can leave, but um, no debt, which is pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. How did you even come across this opportunity?
1: So I went to UVM as an undergrad and they would do these like, um, do you know what AHEC is? Are you familiar with AHEC? It's called Area Health Education Centers. It's in almost every state in the United States and they promote like health education um, to, for rural um, primary care in particular. Mm -hmm. and they collab with the local recruiters here the medical recruiters here and they would do like suture clinics and like stop the bleed clinics and as an undergrad who was like very gung-ho in med school I would go to these things and I would you know they would do their spiel in the beginning and I was like interested in it I was like pretty interested in it since 2017 um kind of got away from it as like my life progressed and then once I was accepted to med school I was like you know what like at the time I was single and I was like I got nothing tying me down like don't really care where I get sent after medical school, like don't really have a ton of control over where I go for residency anyways. So like might as well have my school paid for.
0: Mm -hmm. And then did you get a choice between what branch you were serving or is it only the army?
1: You could do it with the Navy. I think the air force also has it as an option, but I just always was like, I was always talking to the um, army people and I think I might be biased, but I think that's the best option they have. Like, the most resources i think Mm -hmm.
0: so are you like a badass with a gun can we go shooting
1: um we could i don't have any of my guns up here but i like grew up shooting with my dad um and we did shoot guns while we were there i had actually when i had like this we did like a week-long field training and i had to have my gun on me at all times period Mm -hmm. like in the bathroom i'm like out in like the wilderness not the wilderness i'm in this like desert of texas in like a porta potty like doing my business with my gun like hanging in the back
0: holy strapped just ready for whatever is coming through that door
1: exactly you know i got to learn how to take it apart clean it it was really cool um but yeah like i look great in the uniform you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the important part
1: Something that I miss is like all the pockets like man there are so many pockets and like <laughs> I had this like thing that I put on over my uniform when I was out in the field and I didn't I don't, it was called taps but I just called it my technical cummerbund and like <laughs> <laughs> just because it looks like a cummerbund and I had like my hand sanitizer it's like like all these pockets for your like clips or for your bullets but I just right. had like my hand sanitizer like right in front and I was just like yeah. Body you price, never know when you're going to need
0: something like that. that exactly. I'm a huge fan of pockets, too. My scrubs have a shit ton of pockets. Just because it's like, I don't know, you have stacks in there sometimes. It's like you, you never know them. when you're going to need it.
1: Yeah, pens, hair pens,
0: ties. Yeah, pens are really important, apparently. You know, nobody knows how to write anymore.
2: Justin probably doesn't ever write with a pen. No, maybe um, when I when I travel, I kind of pretend sometimes to take notes in a notepad. <laughs> But I usually just have my doodling for me.
1: Nice. Come
0: on. That's good. Uh, You know, Justin and I didn't grow up shooting guns. Um, I kind of wish we had a little bit more experience with it. You know, I only have been shooting once. And Justin, you've probably only been once
2: as well. Yeah, once. But it was a good experience. Like, I felt, and, you know... Like, to understand the power behind a gun, it's not that I have any intention of owning it anytime soon, but it's sometimes, I think, something that, especially in the country, like, some people just fall on one side or the other, right? Like, you have to take a stance. Um, And we're just not, like, knowledgeable enough about it. Like, I don't know any friends who have firearms or go shooting, and I know that's just probably a nature of where I am in Long island. You know, it's not, like, a thing to do. Um, Yeah. uh, pretty cool.
1: I don't really have like a particular stance on guns either I'm not like yes I need a gun in my house actually for a really long time I was like guns like for some reason I went through this phase where I was like really freaked out by guns like I didn't like being around them when I would go home to visit I was like my dad would ask if I would want to go shooting and I would be like really not into it and then um I kind of worked through it like I don't know it just was like a weird time I was like I don't want to be around them but um
0: yeah Yeah. i mean you know it's like regardless of what your stance is like it's not a bad skill to know how to handle a gun just in case you were ever put in a situation right it's not something that you're like oh i'm gonna fumble my way through this one it's like you should probably know what you're doing
1: yeah i shot a raccoon once when i was a kid um (gasps) pew pew yeah, my mom was like having like a, like a girl's night on the boat and they get back and someone's eating her chip, chibot- like this raccoon is eating her like rosemary ciabatta crackers. And <laughs> she like runs and in shot inside. She's like, babe, babe, get the gun, get the gun. And my dad was like in Vermont or something. I'm, I come out in my pajamas. I'm like with this like tiny, like this little gun. I was little too at the time though. And cause he, my dad would, this is actually very weird. Something that I grew up. With, that I didn't think was weird, but now looking back was very weird. Like we had guns by the entryway. My dad was super safe about guns. So weird. Like just to have guns out. Cause like he was really neurotic about safety, but we had Fisher cats like every night, like being loud. So my dad would like try to shoot them. So he had the gun out. So I just grabbed the gun and walked out. And this, this raccoon didn't have a care in the world. It was just like eating these crackers. I was like, like six feet away from it when i shot it
2: damn Damn, just took its head
1: off yeah point blank boom that's honestly
2: like that's something i've always thought about like i don't think i could ever go hunting because i like i could go fishing but i don't think i can ever have the i don't know the balls to like shoot a living animal especially a mammal i just don't think i like i could ever pull the trigger If it's you know on purpose mm-hmm. right like it's different if you know it's a self-defense mechanism but
1: uh, defending the crackers wow now i feel like a psychopath i
2: was
1: defending the crackers okay it's straighter
2: gross you know maybe yeah yeah they have the best crackers wait
0: Justin, do you know what a fisher cat is have you ever seen one of those
2: i'm guessing it's some sort of stray cat just like a... No,
0: it's like a like a muskrat looking thing. Tyler, can you pull up or Dean, can you pull up a picture of a fish cat?
2: I am.
1: They're, they're, yeah, like, they're little, like
0: they're like ferrets kinda. But yeah.
1: they're ugly. And their scream is so it sounds like a baby being tortured. It's awful. Yeah,
2: they're wild. Bro. They're just natural. Yeah, they're wild. wild. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they are they're very lethal. Baton. Like just...
1: they could kill a ton uh,
2: I feel like I've seen these on a few golf courses.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> they're nocturnal i think
2: mm, i know I mean, they live by water i look like a little bear yeah that's what i'm like, picturing
1: yeah wow. they there's look just a few like predators besides
2: humans <laughs> that explains so this, it.
1: this was the thing in rhode island it was like we we brought back the fisher cat to get this other predator extinct but then the fisher cat then has no predators it was like a whole thing
2: yeah that happens a lot <laughs> in the ecosystems right yeah <laughs> Uh, Caroline, a question about the the military contract, mm-hmm. like how that's structured. Because I know nothing about this, and I'm always curious about, like literally our extent of military knowledge. Just a few friends have had literally our grandfather fighting World War II, so very outdated wow. knowledge, and then TV shows and movies. So I, I, I like I don't know anything about this. So uh, please tell me if I sound like an ass asking this. But no, you like going through this training, so giving up the four years of service after. Is the expectation for you like to travel to places and to like, what is serving mean, I guess, as in your profession in that, that way?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You just get stationed somewhere and I, I'll work as a doctor. It's like, okay. I'll be at um like, I'll be at, you know, I'll get stationed in like Texas or something and I'll just be there for two years. Usually your contracts are two years and then, Get restationed. You can like re- you like. I think the way it works. I don't know a ton about this, but the way I think it works is you rank your like top three locations, and then they put you wherever they need you. And like, um, but my dream is to go to like be stationed in like Germany or something. Like that would be so cool. Um, that's and like
2: when you cool. say, when you say station, are you so you're serving U.S. Uh, military and you're like obviously in Texas. I don't think we have many wars going on there, but who knows? Right. Like, are you are you in a camp where people are training and you're being the medical professional on site to take care of injuries? Or
1: yeah, it really depends. Like, what my I'll be attached to a unit of like soldiers, which it's actually this is what I spent my whole like six weeks learning about is like the structure of the medical company. Um, and I'll try to keep it as like simple as possible because I could probably talk for six weeks about it and still not cover (laughs) it all. Um. But basically like there's different levels of like care um so like level one is like right at the front lines like right on like the the we call it the flop the frontal line of something or other, and like that's where there's like active you know engagement, and then like there'll be like medics there. the doctors are typically like three level three or level four like tier tiers back, so like bamsey in Texas is like the biggest hosp- one of the biggest hospitals for the army that is going to be a level 4 or level 5 like that's super far mm-hmm. removed from like any active war that's going on and uh, like in theory they've invested a lot of money in me so they don't really want to put me on the front lines if they don't have to um okay. that's kind of i think their approach to it and like a resources standpoint that being said our military expenses are huge and i don't think they would be super bummed if they lost 400,000 dollars of investment on little old me so (laughs) in the grand scheme of things you know but um but in theory like there will be doctors who will push forward if need be but um most like most often i most likely will be like if anything like i'd be activated to like go to like do a vaccine like like a covid situation like do a vaccine injection site or um Maybe, but mostly I'll just probably be at hospitals, like treating patients who nobody needs an ophthalmologist at the front lines. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was saying that to my friends over the summer. I was like, you know, I'm going to be that sorry ophthalmologist. That's like at this training being like, I'll never have to do this. And then I, I'm there and I'm like, I don't know how to fix a broken arm. Like
0: (laughs) people are just getting their like eyes blown out. You're like, yeah, here's my time to shine. (laughs) I would
1: kick ass if that was the case. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that well, answered your Caroline,
0: question. We are uh you know, coming up on almost an hour now. Um, you know, before we depart, I did want to ask you something. Do you feel you've learned any valuable skills with your time in the military that can apply to medical school?
1: Ooh, that's a good question wait um... simmer
0: with that for one second so when we were talking about fisher cats i've been seeing these things on instagram pop up binturongs bro. have you guys ever seen these things <laughs> bro they're pretty cute and they're like really calm and docile and they're big as fuck i would like i would urge you guys to watch some videos with them they're in like wild wildlife sanctuaries
1: binturong
0: yeah, I had never heard of it before until, like, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, whoa, that's a weird-looking animal. It's kind of like a small panda or something, a small bear.
1: They're very cute.
0: Never mind. Uh, So, you know, can you answer that question for me, please?
1: Yeah, Um, I wish that I could say that I have integrated, like, the structure that the military really does demand of you when you're in training. Like, you know, when I was in training, I would wake up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, like... Go out, do my PT, shower, you know, hygiene, get ready, go to class all day, and then like work out again in the evening and then go to bed. Um, But that's just not like conducive to my real life, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to be a 5 a.m. girly. It's so hard though. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Especially in the winter. I would say though, like the connections I've made from that, and I know it's not really your answer, the question you're asking, but like the connections that I made from army camp are like, were really fantastic and like just communicating with some fantastic individuals has been lovely
0: yeah you see you keeping a good relationship with them for the years to come
1: yeah my roommates that i was with from oklahoma like day one were in touch like almost every day they're so cool yeah
0: are they mostly med, med school students
1: one vet so she just passed her boards and then i have um a do friend who's in honolulu for residency for internal medicine right now so yeah no, you could, could through, could through could the army worse. could be in honolulu for your residency yeah. you know, worst places to do residency right
0: oh that sounds amazing
1: yeah huh. well justin do you have guys-
0: any um
2: last minute questions we can ask caroline no i think uh one thank you for your service i know uh <laughs> I, I know. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna do that,
0: right? Uh, right it's nothing so contrived, right there. No, no, no. I, I, I um, uh,
2: I. So I, I worked. One of my first jobs out of school was um, in general contracting, like construction. I got to work in the Army Corps of Engineers in New York, and got to meet some really cool people um, that were, to your point, like serving the army in not what I thought the traditional way, right? Like in, in their case, they were engineers by trade and, and designing buildings with us and etc. And it kind of opened up my eyes to how much military means to the country as an employer and how much it means to like facilitating education. And, and that's so not what like my frame of reference was. Um, and uh, just a quick story. Cause my, my father called me out on this. I got because of that, I had like special security clearance uh, because we were on the Army Corps. So I had some sort of like veterans card in a way like a pseudo veterans card. And uh, it got me like discounts. My dad wanted me to use it to get early on a plane. And I'm like, all right. So so that's the extent I took it. And then he, we were at the world war II museum in New Orleans and they ask, are any veterans here? And he taps me on the shoulder And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not standing up and getting a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) What a dick move. So, thank uh, you, everybody. (laughs) I'll take the 20% off discounts, but I won't, like, yeah, take the applause. But uh, that's, it's pretty cool. I mean, again, it's amazing to me because I don't, we're just not privy to any of this, like that. And I know it it is more popular in like rural areas too, as the military has like a choice or, you know, for us, it wasn't, I don't know, how I probably count on one hand how many people I know who went that route in some way, and uh, there's a lot of people here, right? So it's it's pretty cool, really cool learning about that story.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, I don't really know anyone in the military. This was like, to all my friends and family, this was totally out of left field, so they saw pictures from me over the summer, they're like, you with a gun, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they were okay. just like,
0: oh, I thought she was just bullshitting us this whole time. <laughs> By raccoons everywhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing yeah, it back to the right. roots. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, thanks again, Caroline. Um, we got to do a part two at some point. You've been a great guest. The conversation flowed really nicely. And yeah, it was just a pleasure speaking with you and hearing your story.
1: Stop. You're making me blush now. I'm going to have to send you a referral. <laughs> oh my
0: God, stop.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, I'll see you next time. I'll see you this weekend. We'll go skiing.
0: Yeah okay we'll definitely go skiing or at least get some beers
1: perfect sounds good all right peace out